This is CliffCentral.com. Oh yeah, it's that time of the week again This is Cliff Central And of course you're listening to the Weekly Mashup With myself, Dimi Shamasha And the lovely Coloured Hair dish. Okay, I'm saying that all wrong Yeah now people think You've got coloured hair like you're coloured with hair With no, good hair you, <laughs> I got you, good your hair Your hair is, is Coloured 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 Coloured, like green, yellow All sorts of the colours like that okay. Rainbow coloured Yeah, I've got yeah. the lovely coloured haired lady <laughs> next to me Candice Mama But Hello. you do have some good hair though some I do good have hair. good hair yeah. Thank you Mama Okay My Mama gave me good hair Your Mama gave me I good hair I didn't value good hair until You know but Until what? Until, until people re- told me I've got great hair But then How in high school can I, Okay, can I tell you what yeah, happened okay. in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was not an attractive kid in high school So the only thing I had going I for like me was my good hair Oh, okay <laughs> Yeah And mm-hmm. then this girl, like this guy came up to me And I don't know, he said something like, you know, he was into me or something Then this girl turns around and says, well, Candace isn't one of us So we can't even compete Like, how dare you? And I was like What does that mean? Like, she went off on this guy So then I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean I'm not one of y'all? Like, yeah. I'm pretty dark-skinned Yeah and then she was like, no, um, you know, I have the advantage of having a colored mother, which means I'm not actually black. I was oh like, wait, firstly, when did it become an advantage to have a colored mother? That just yeah. means having a bipolar mother. Yeah. She's got a lot yeah. of personality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, that's when I realized that, you know, having good her does not let me stand in good state with a lot of so, people. So th- these issues that people are having at these public oh, high please. schools about I've, black I've, and colored have been going on for years. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for taking me to private school. We didn't have those issues. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, but you know what? I didn't go to a bougie private school. See, they, you know what? To make us feel better, you know what they called it? What? Semi-private. Oh, okay. I was okay. like, oh, okay. Spit me, spit me. So actually, you know what? Let's, while we're at it, let's just look at that. Like, there's uh, a, a news thing that came out this week that, mm-hmm. that boggles my mind. Okay. But actually, I, I'm not surprised. It just it's just normal, you. right? It's normal in this society that we live in called South Africa because South Africa is an amazing country with amazing people who will always surprise you. Yeah. There is a school mm-hmm. in Clipsprit. Yes. That a is colored saying, school, by the way. Yeah, a colored school. Well, if you can call it that, because really, I mean, it's I'm a combination sure of it's predominantly colored. And whatever and it's, it's predominantly colored In a colored name Yes And they're saying Some of the people are saying mm-hmm. Let me not say all the people yes. Some of the people are saying They don't want the new principal Because she is black Yes And they actually wanted A colored principal And yes. they will not stand for this Okay And and I was like Okay I mean What's going on here You know how I look what, at it How do people even How do they tell the, the, the difference Because I've been Some of those areas mm-hmm. You know and, and I know some colored people Who, who look like until, me Until they speak They're like ah, <laughs> If it wasn't for that S girl, you'd be as black as me. So stop it. Stop it. They put a little colored twang on it and they're like, I am colored. Yeah, everything. They're the the most extra colored I've ever met. You know? They're like, they like have that accent and everything, you know? But you know what it is? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how I used to view it. I used to be like, you know what? Internationally speaking, there is no race, a colored race. You know, there's no, you go to the States, colored people and black people are pretty much the same. Then you get Mexicans, Latinos, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I've had to realize that colored people in South Africa 
have their own the, their own way of being. They've got their own belief system. They've got their own. Mm. So I'd, I'd look at colored people, not mixed race people, but colored people as Mexicans. I also get that. At the Hang Mexicans. On Hang on a second. Wait. We got. I want to hear about the Mexicans or whatever. But yes. I've heard that that there's colored people and there's mm-hmm. mixed race people. Yes. Living side by side. Okay. So no, my mother's mixed race. So she's a mix of a white person and a black person who got their jiggy on and formed my mother. Okay. Yeah. And then they're colored people who are like generationally they've been. You oh, know, like it's, it's it's a culture. It's a culture So it's like I mean I, I was like In my formative years I lived in a colored neighborhood mm. So I mean It is different Like colored people Are like You know They've got their own Way of doing things They've got mm. their own Belief systems They've got their own um, Value system mm. And I no think no yeah, yeah And I think At the end of the day That's what they define Themselves according okay. to You know Their belief uh, system uh, And their cultural differences And then they look at Like I mean Black people We've got like Flipping 11 official languages So we've We're got so, 11 Different tribes Of yeah, black people yeah, yeah, You know yeah. So the way Zulu people and Swana people do things is completely different their belief systems are completely different mm, you know mm, so mm. i think putting like a let's say a Swana principal in a predominantly colored school it mm-hmm. could cause a little bit of friction i can see that happening or even just a black principal in a colored school because just understanding wise how these students think and i think that actually goes a long way when you have someone who looks like you it goes a long way in maybe I How hear, you treat uh, in, them In terms of um, Let's say Inspiration And aspiration mm. okay. Having the people Seeing one of their own yeah. Who succeeded That's mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. And I understand all that And in a leadership position and in, I guess. in a leadership position But I also believe that We will never get rid of uh, The race situation That we have in South Africa Until at a school level Yeah We have people understanding That race <laughs> is really not that important Because yeah. let's be honest You go to a school And there's a white principal In fact If there, if it was a white principal would it The upper would have been would the have same. Been such a big uproar. No, but you know what? What I think it is, and this is where I'm. It's kind of killing me. It's like we don't want to acknowledge that race is still an issue. You know, um, I've, I'm very privileged that the Nelson Mandela Foundation invites me to a lot of events and dialogues. And I recently went to one with Mac Maharaj and um, a couple of other panelists who were incredible speakers, but I clearly can't think of their names. <laughs> and. <laughs> They were just great speakers. They, they were great. No, no, they had incredible South African credentials and history. Yeah. But um, Lindiwe uh, Mazibuko was one of them, and Lucille something. Yeah. Um, but I can't just I can't think of her name right now. But anyway, at the dialogue, Magmaraj said something very interesting. He said when Nelson Mandela said gave the speech about the Rainbow Nation. South Africans thought that it was going to ascend from the heavens like we're going to wake up one day and it's going to be like yes you we know all it, we all love, love each you. other and mm. and no one put in the work you know so no one said okay t- in order for, to ensure a rainbow nation what needs to be corrected because a lot of what we did was we ignored the past right we were kind of like oh shit yesterday you were like lashing me today yeah. we're like, all friends we're all good but why are you still lashing me <laughs> yeah. do you pay me now like you know yeah. I don't understand yeah. so exactly so that's where we now like almost 20 something years later, you know, now the chickens have come home to roost. Everyone's like, okay, listen, you it know, really I will changed. get my stand. Yeah. Exactly. The only thing that's changed is you don't, you don't throw away the cutlery after I use it. <laughs> like, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing because I'm in shock. Um, <laughs> oh, you weren't there. No, you, I wasn't. Were there. I wasn't. I was, um, I'm almost a born free. I was mm. four years away from being a born free, okay. but, um, All right. Yeah, but I think it's just crazy. I think the race relations in South Africa have actually never been as tense as they are now. Personally, I think it's about access. And I also think sometimes it really is about um, money. Let's just say it okay, like no, it's not even about yeah, class, it's about money. No, money is a big money thing right now. Money changes everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like 
um, the upper middle class has less of a struggle with rent, oh, of course, than the than than the working class and the unemployed. Yeah, um, the rich have I feel even less because it's sort of like oh you're rich, so yeah. okay, come on, we, we made it all together, yeah, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's all. But when you are struggling together. for resources at the bottom, mm. then you kind of see that oh hang on a second mm. you are different. Yeah, why am I letting you have this? You know. Yeah. And race, I think it's it's very important not to make it a South African problem. I think this is an international problem. I mean, black very women nice. are experience a three-tier oppression. You know, I mean, when it comes to the paying scale and the paying ladder and how much we get paid for our positions in the workplace, we still get paid the least. Yeah. So it is first white male, uh, white female, then black male, then black female. So, I mean, it's like we're really at the bottom of the pile here. So yeah. It's, yeah. it is a global problem, but it's how do we fix it? How do we change it? Because you're right. It is mostly economic. Right, mm. no one cares about like all that stuff if it's not a money problem, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, the money really weighs heavily. You're treated differently when you're as, rich, when you when as a black person, if you've got some money. Oh, yeah, right? Like, yeah. everything is, sir, ma'am, come this way, please come in. Yes, we'd love to mm. now, blah blah blah, because they know you're going to pay a big bill. Yeah, but if you don't have money, it's like, what do you want here? We're not giving jobs, there are no jobs available, get out. Yeah, you know, but it's, like it's also, it, but it's also like. You know, it's almost like you, there's a stench on you when you've gone to good schools. Like maybe the way you walk or the way you carry yourself, like yeah. people maybe aren't as confidence. intimidated yeah. by you. Because I mean, I've gone to a lot of places and I've been treated very well. And yeah. it's, it's not because I look rich. At least I don't think I look rich, but it's okay. just a relatability. Do you think also there's that sense of when you walk into a room expecting certain oh, yeah. outcomes? Oh yeah. 100%. You're most likely to get it. 100%. Right? So if you walk into the room expecting prejudice, um, if you walk into a room expecting that someone's just not going to like you because yeah. of whatever reason, yeah. chances are what you are expecting will probably come around. Exactly. And it's not to diminish the actual racism that's out there. I mean, yeah. there are racist pricks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember my first, my one incident that really comes to mind when I experienced racism, I was a Lint um, promoter. Mm-hmm. So Lint promoters, you wear this... <laughs> Excellent. It was such a great time in my life, but yeah. you wear these awfully long dresses okay. that cover your knees. It's like you were church, um, <laughs> your church, what did they call them? Usher. usher yeah. It's like your church usher in a it's, red it's dress. Heavenly chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for. And, um, you're holding this tray, right? And, mm-hmm. and then I was in Boxburg of all flipping places. Yeah. So you, I ex- you were asking for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it it was wasn't really, your fault, but was you were asking for it. <laughs> I was like, it's about to go down. Yeah. There's just certain places that when you drive in, you just have to know that today I'm going to Do they have allow my people here? Boxburg, Inoni, <laughs> most of Pretoria, uh, places like Polokwa, you know, outside of Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah well, you just like, Johannesburg. Yeah, like, do they allow my people? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, do yeah. they allow my people like when we're not sweeping and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm holding this lint tray, right? And then uh, the one gentleman, he's a very old Afrikaans guy. So I'm like, hi, sir, you know, I'm, I'm giving out lint today. And I mean, no one says no to lint. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, but you don't yeah, say no to lint. Everyone wants a piece everyone of, wants a sweet piece of chocolate. Oh, <laughs> but especially lint, especially yeah, when it's yeah, lint. Yeah. So then I go up to this gentleman and I'm like, hi, you know, mm-hmm. would you like um, a piece of chocolate? And he says, um, he says it to me in Afrikaans, but basically what translated it means. Basically, she doesn't know how to say it in Afrikaans because yeah, she doesn't know the language. Yeah, okay. he said something like. And then he marched off So I was like Excuse you <laughs> And I was just like And I, I was just like Okay Okay And then he like marched Like he actually bumped my shoulder And he walked past me So then I was like Okay chilled Okay But inside I was actually A little angry So I was yeah, like Okay yeah, It's yeah. about to go down So then I was like Monitoring him from the side of my eye As he's walking the aisles So then eventually He comes again closer to me And he's gonna go pay And I'm like You know Excuse me sir And he's like He looks at me like 
fuck. Yeah. It's a fuck. And then I actually <clears throat> start speaking Afrikaans, which my Afrikaans is not great. I don't know what the yeah. F I was doing. So you sounded like <laughs> a dyslexic, <laughs> retarded child. <Yes. laughs> so then I was like, um, who come, um, who pra- yeah, 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 who come protein me talk me into me? Yeah. And then he was like, and then I swear, like, as soon as I started speaking Afrikaans, it was like this veil lifted off his eyes. Now all of a sudden I became human. So then he started speaking to me and he's like, no, you know, and then he actually apologized. Like we had a whole conversation. I ended up reverting back to English and he carried on in Afrikaans. As you would have to. As I would have. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't actually foresee it going any further. <laughs> you were just like giving it back. Who <laughs> come And then that was and, it. And it wasn't even with attitude. It was yeah. just like I wanted to know. Yeah. I wanted to know does he have a substantial reason not yeah. to speak to black people? And we actually ended up speaking and he was actually, he was very apologetic afterwards. He was like, mm. he's sorry, you know, um, that's just, just how his belief raised. system is and, yeah. you know, and I was just like, okay, cool. And it didn't end up being as terrible an incident as you know it could have been. Wow, well but done, Candy. You, you like solved. I'm Mother one, Teresa. You know what can I, mean? I say? It was yeah. before my forgiveness days. I knew, like that moment told me, you're gonna be the forgiveness girl. <laughs> and you're burning for it as well. Not everyone's like happy about that. That's a funny thing, right? Oh my because gosh! Thank God for News 24 shutting down the comments. You know God. what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I think that we. Um, we all want to live in that utopia where we don't see race anymore. Oh, yeah. Or, or we say we do. But I'm not sure if we all do. Yeah. That was very strange. <laughs> there is no fast car going through the studio. <laughs> but anyway. There's no plane flying past us. We're not outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think some people want to be stuck in their hurt. Oh, there yes. are people who sometimes, even if you offered them a better way, oh, would yeah. rather be, be stuck in the pain and stuck in their own beliefs where it's like, but if I let this go, then... Actually, who, who am, am I? I? Mm. Because without this pain, I don't really have an identity. I haven't figured out the next move, yo. And that's the thing, right? You have to really start understanding that people hurt people, hurting people hurt people. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, like, I mean, I remember when my forgiveness story came out, which has been like an incredible, you know, experience in my life. And it has opened so many opportunities for me. Mm. But when that story came out, I mean, my family was so affected. I mean, I, I'm thick skinned Like you can say anything About me as Candace And I don't give a damn yeah. It's if you come For my family Or people I love That oh, I'm like yeah. Oh no it's about to go down yeah, 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 I'm about yeah. to shoot some people now I'm your, about your to Your like, side comes yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> My Mexican side <laughs> <laughs> No but it's like You know so um, Some of the comments Were so disturbing Like because I think A lot of the time People think that If they threaten your womanhood You mm. know that mm. They're making a bigger point yeah. And so many people Would comment on the News 24 Like threads And I I knew they were my people I knew they were yeah. black people yeah. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they'd say things like You know um, I deserve to be like Raped and killed And you know If oh they ever gosh. bump into me In the road Like you oh know They're gonna gosh. And yeah. I was like This is unnecessary Like yeah. you can just be like I don't agree Cool Yeah Bye. or you can just be like I don't even like the story, so I'm going to read something else. How about that? Like, just, just write there. You've saved yourself having to write all right? this stuff. And actually, I think people don't understand that when you write certain things and you, and you're saying this, you feel like you're safe because I'm, I'm behind my, and especially my, when your phone, thing is John computer, Smith, you know what I mean? Ugh. And, and no one will ever find out, but yeah, actually it hurts you. I know what it feels like. I'm, I'm saying this because there was a time when yeah. I would be like, I want to say something as well, but you know, when you get that feeling straight after you said something really mm. nasty. Like, mm. That was stupid. That was like why did I say It left that? like a bitter taste in your yeah. mouth, right? Like I don't feel any better actually. Nothing. Um and maybe I shouldn't have said that. So I always wonder wh- well I don't wonder anymore. I know. Like usually when people say something, it's not about you. Never. It's about how they themselves are feeling about something else. It might Or even how they feel about themselves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know? about themselves. Uh, 
it might have to do with that particular situation. Like someone might feel like I have been assaulted uh, racially or I, I, I have been hurt mm. by the other race. So yes. now when you say it's possible to forgive someone mm. who's a racist, you're basically, you're touching me in that part where I still have an open wound. Yeah. And now... It's almost repulsive. Yeah, I can't get to the person who hurt me. Mm. But you know what? I can get to you. Mm. And so mm. I'm going to take out all the hurt that I've been feeling yeah. on top of you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at the moment I'm going through something like that. Mm. And, I, and, I just, mm. and I just look at this and I said... There's only one way to deal with this, yeah, and that is when some when people because you can't see them and you mm. can't what are you going to do right? Mm. It's it's trial by social media, whatever. The best way you can do it to counter anything is to just be yourself, stand yeah. your ground in who you are in terms of being positive, and just carry on with that, you know. But what I've started doing, I don't know if I should say this out loud, and then the people who who are doing these things are going to know my strategy. Ah, let them know. But you know what? I'm liking every single negative comment. All the positive ones, I'm like, you know what? Thank you. I know, I know who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all the negative ones, I'm just going like, like, so that those people can see it again for themselves. Because it goes back to them. It's like, this is what you said. This and you it. know what's funny? It's like almost when you when you like it or acknowledge it, it's like raising a merit to someone. That's it, right? Because yeah. it's like, look at what you said, and I yeah. saw it, and I'm saying I'm not going to let you define me, mm. but I'm going to let you see. Yeah. I'm if if that's your belief you. system, great. Like mm. you know, that's mm. good for you. But if it's not, and it's something you said out of Anger or trying to get my attention Because I feel like a lot of the time when people Say these things they're actually just crying out For your attention That's you know true. because At the end of the day my life is too busy for me To be attacking every Tom Dick and Harry who I don't agree with I mean I had a point on my social media where people Would add me mm-hmm. just so they could insult Me yeah. you know and they'd like <laughs> feel like that was a lot of effort yeah, for you yeah, like, like you literally waited out. like weeks For me to accept you just so you could get this <laughs> off your Chest you know, wow. like, I hate you. Okay, thanks, boo. Yeah, yeah, like, and then like, every other picture they're going to say, I hate you. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy I take such a present place in your life yeah, that yeah. every day you got to check in and just make yeah, sure that I know. <laughs> I'm like, that's so unhealthy. Like, go eat a sandwich or something. Like, yeah. go be happy. Go, you know what? Like, <laughs> you know? go do something that makes you happy. And, and I wouldn't even block trip. them. I yeah. wouldn't even block them or unfriend yeah. them. Yeah. I, I, I just keep I just going. I to stop blocking. No. I, was, I was blocking, but I'm not blocking anymore. It's okay. Give it your best Because blocking is like they, It gives them a story right At the yeah, dinner table yeah, like, And then he blocked me Yes And then like, she blocked me Oh my gosh don't, Like oh don't, Yeah she's all about forgiveness She's yeah. all about forgiveness But then she, for- <laughs> she blocked me <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like Okay boo If that makes you happy Good for you Okay You know So anyway I guess this, this, would, this would lead us Into that segue I mean you spoke about The power of a single story mm. Right mm. The things that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. that, that manifest in our lives Yes 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 what were you talking about? Okay. <laughs> you're like, I don't quite understand yeah, that. Like, so get, you're, no, This is you. This is what you said. Okay. Okay. So um, when I got into the speaking field, mm-hmm. um, the one thing I actually started encountering a lot is that a lot of people are married to their story, to their narrative of yeah, their life. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. Um, you meet someone who's maybe 50 or, you know, and they say to you, you know, when I was 18, this is what happened to me and I've never been able to move past this. How do you do it? And I always used to think to myself, the narrative that we tell ourselves define our stories. They define where we go in life. They define what we do with our lives. Because if your narrative is I'm not good enough, um, no one will ever take me seriously. No one respects me. No one loves me. Guess what? You go through life and that's what you attract. You attract people who affirm your own core belief. And you end up at a point in your life where you're like, when did this happen? You know, how did I become this person or where when did I get to this place in my life? And that's what I've started to realize. And that's why one of my core messages is, you know, you and only you have the power to rewrite how your story will end. You know, you can't 
give your life over to society or to your friends or to your family or to your loved ones and say, you tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life, you know, because then you're always in a space of disempowerment, Mm, mm, you know? mm. So yeah, that's what I mean by that. I love that because that's a great way to start the topic for today in terms Mm. of the power of a single story or a single narrative. Mm. Um, We all have these narratives and a lot of the negative ones are very comfortable because when you have a negative uh, narrative and I am able to say the reason why I'm where I am in my life and I have not achieved Mm. certain things Mm. is because once upon a time, Candy, when... uh, you know, last year or the year before, you said this to me or you did this to me. 100%. So now I am still stuck here because of you. Because now if I take responsibility and say, you know what? I won't let you define me. I won't let you be the person who has the last say in this. Mm. Then I have to take responsibility. Mm. I actually have to be that person that I said I was, which is I'm, I'm, I'm victorious. I'm a survivor. I can do this. And that takes a lot of work. That takes more work. Oh my gosh. Cause you know, I can tell you now sitting at home, you know, when everyone's gone and drinking all day, starting at 9 a.m. Like you oh, wake yeah. up and you just start drinking and you're drinking the whole day mm. and you're smoking and you're doing drugs and you're doing all sorts of things is easy. Oh, it's actually, comfortable. Like it's comfortable, you know, especially if you've got a comfortable. It's not ideal, but it's, it's not. comfortable. It's, it's, it's far hard. It's far easier than waking up at five or six in the morning and going for a run and then. Um, writing that proposal that you in said you'd write. Yeah, in a sober mind. Yeah, in a sober mind. And then going to a presentation and having someone tell you no and trying again yes, until you get the yes, yes that you were looking yes. for and then succeeding and doing it all again. Yes. Because let's be honest, success doesn't start where it's easy. It's like pushing oh, no. a stone up a hill. You got to push it up first and then let it gain that momentum when you've, when you've gone over the hump. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we tell ourselves that story because then we can wrap ourselves in that warm blanket of oh, negativity yeah. and say, but she did this to me and now I'm hurt. So I'm going to sit here and just be negative and do these and negative be sad. things because it's Kenny's fault. And meanwhile, she's going on living her life and doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. And then we have to create another narrative. You see, there's no justice, there's no peace Mm -hmm. in the world, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She hurt me, but look what she's doing with Mm -hmm. her life. And Mm -hmm. then, so so the single story keeps growing and growing and growing. And the best part of it is when people affirm your single story and say, oh, shame, man. Oh, yeah, 100%. She did that to you? No, this is terrible. Uh, Come sit with us for a while. Oh, oh, we're also, you know, sitting here having a pity party. Come join our pity party. 100%. And before you know it, you've lost like Two years Not even As you know said You get You don't even lose two years Two years is such a small time To actually lose In the grander scale uh-huh. of things I think it is you losing You get to the end of your life And you realize How the single story Has wow. been You know Coming up in your yeah. life Consistently And you are so right Like I don't even know How many times To tell people this And how to emphasize it Or to you know Like just scream it Like if I could scream it In someone's face And just be like Listen to me It would be that being negative, being in a state of sadness, being in a state of constantly self-pity, you know, it's so easy. It is so easy. You know what's hard? What's hard is saying that I've gone through a hard time and I'm going to grow through this because it didn't destroy me. Yes, it sucked. Yes, I cried. Yes, it was painful, but I'm not going to let this one human being define the rest of my life, right? Because that's what people do. Like, I don't even know how many people I meet that are like, um, 10 years ago I met the love of my life And they broke my heart And I'll never love again I'm like ah <laughs> I will never give any one human being that power You've been living without love for 10 years And you're planning to keep doing this I'm like I got broken up for 6 months ago I'm still yeah, looking yeah. man I'm, I'm like, like 
I'm like, I got broken up with six minutes ago. You want to try this love thing? Maybe? Yeah, I'm like, we on a date right now. Like, I don't yeah. know if you, if you're not planning to love again, you need to keep it moving, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know if that's what I would sign up for. Right. Yeah. right. And that's the problem. People get so tied up. And the worst part is when you're living in denial, in a state of denial. It does not affect me that this happened to me. You know what? All of us have, you know, I've met more people with a sad story, a sad backstory than I have with a happy backstory. You know, I meet more people who say I was abused in my youth. Um, my mother didn't love me. My father abandoned us. That is the more common narrative that society faces than I grew up in a loving home. And, you know, this and this, because all of us are like, if my mother loved me more. Yeah, I'd be in a different space if, if my we, dad had been there. I'd be in a different space. If you grew up in a loving home, if you want to tell yourself that narrative, you will find something there. In fact, there is no such thing as a perfect home. It can Never. be loving, but it's not perfect. Never. You know what I mean? But you have to take um, responsibility and at some point say that happened. But I have to. I, I might never know why. But at least one thing I do know is that did it make me a better or worse for it? Oh my goodness! Um, because you could. How many people have also grown up in homes where you go, "Wow!" And then they I turn out had different. Yeah. And like, but here you are. Mm. Now we are, you know, older, and you haven't done anything. You haven't, you've hardly even moved on. That's the problem. So I've got a friend. Um. Well, and a former acquaintance, I should say, mm. because I'm an. Uh, I'm something that you call an empath So I mean I pick up on people's energy and emotion And you know it ends up affecting me negatively If you're constantly negative I'm going to start feeling that negativity yes. So anyway um, I was acquaintances with this one person And they constantly They grew up in the best home one could imagine They grew up in such a loving home In such a you know everything Like I mean they're going for about mid-30s now And yeah. it's still Their family is there for them Giving them the support and financial support that they need And every time I kid you not for Every silver lining They found a dark cloud Like for every happy moment They found something sad I was like Goodness gracious me If I had the opportunities You had If I had the family you, If I had the love That you have yeah. Like my life would not be <laughs> Where it is right now And here you are Looking for a problem A nail in every solution A puncture in every tire And you can't have people like that Because you need people Who are constantly looking For the silver lining Not the problem yeah. Because we all know those people You come to them with a solution They'll give you a problem No but don't worry You know um, So 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 what that person left you Now you've got room For more love in your life Someone who's going to pre- No but you don't understand eh? Even the guy before Hi And the one be- Ha <laughs> you know? No one loves me Even my mom said problem now. <laughs> I think you are Because all, all these different people Came into your life and, and they seem to have left You for the same In the same way For the same reason So maybe you're the problem I don't know But I think I, I think what you're saying Makes absolute sense In that Nobody Turned around um, at a TED talk, for example, yes, yes. or anyone who's successful and yeah. said, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I have never forgiven the per- this person, I, I, I wouldn't have made it. Oh, Nobody yeah. ever turned around and said, my success is due to the fact that I held on to some pain <laughs> my whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm where I am because I'm yeah. a resentful mofo. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember my father wasn't there for us. And to this day, I think about him every day. Before yeah. I go to work, after I leave work, everything that I do, I think about him. Unless it's, I think about what happened, that he wasn't and there. And I would never be that person. And I would never be that person. So I work hard every day to make sure that I'm not that person. Yeah. Because we can't say that people haven't hurt us. That's, mm. that's fair. You oh, have yeah. to find somebody. Oh my say, goodness. People are constantly hurting us. Are you kidding hurt. me? I'm going through this. But I'm getting through this. I'm getting going through, through it. it yeah. and I'm gonna get through this. I'm not gonna stay here. But I'm I'm gonna be honest. Right now, wow, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But trust me, because also I think 
the people around you that could possibly help you, after a while, you, you won't have the best people around you. Oh, no. The best people that can help you are like... They start leaving. I'm, I'm trying to just live my best yeah. life. And I can't hear the story every day. <laughs> because you I know? keep trying to give you solutions. For every solution, there's a problem. You know. Like, and, I can't. And I must say this, because I know guys do it. Guys, yes. we, as guys, we do it different. Because yes. you'll have these guys, right? Yeah. That... You will go and sit with them every Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. You'll be out drinking, doing your thing, thinking that you're having good times. Yes. And all you're doing is commiserating. Oh, yeah. Oh, you won't believe what she did. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. My wife did this. My girlfriend did this. Mm. There are so many. I'm so... She did that. You know what? And then before you know it, you've been there for a year... Mm. And that's all you talk about And things have probably gotten worse Not better Because now you're affirming your environment Right You're exactly. not doing anything to get out of it But I'll tell you something There are people who you know If I went to speak to them about this The first thing we'll probably do is like Okay guy The first thing we need to do is like let, Let's stop having this conversation Let's look at the positive things in life You're like no right now I need this mm. Right I need to be angry about this mm. But if you just sit with those people for a while Before you know it You would probably be living your best life Yes But you're trying to avoid them I know I tried to avoid some people in my life When I was going through the very toughest things in my yeah. life That I wanted to keep going through mm. And I tell some of my friends now And I'm like I'm sorry For the past <laughs> two years I know we didn't I talk needed much, to cut you out of it But I didn't want you to tell me to stop doing yeah. this Because I was yeah. still enjoying myself Oh 100% But the fact that you can in acknowledge it right Yeah The fact that you can acknowledge That I needed to be in that place of pain And that's the thing Like I never say to people Rush through your process I mean 10 years is a fucking long time To be in the same process But It's I'm, too long It's too damn long really, yeah. I'm not rushing yeah. you But 10 years yeah, 10 God damn You have time. like Skipped the decade yeah. of your yeah. life Trying to feel decade sorry Decade is a long time Oh Damn. Yeah. So considering we only publicly speaking, we only promised eight decades. So I mean, hello. Yeah. You know, you need to calm you down. Lost one. You <laughs> lost one whole one. Okay. So I mean, I don't, I don't say to people they should fast forward their pain. I think there's a very incremental thing that pain does for us. It, mm-hmm. it causes us to reflect. Nothing will cause you to reflect like pain will cause you to reflect. You know, and I was listening to India Ari and she was saying that, you know, she went through a breakdown and basically after this breakdown, she became her best, the best version of herself because she put herself first because she realized, you know, I keep listening to everyone's opinion about me, but when am I going to start living a life that's tr- Truthful to my purpose And she actually retold Everyone knows about the phoenix that rose from the ashes Right mm. and in mythology Actually the phoenix itself Set fire to, to its nest Because it knew that If I remain in this place I'm never going to grow I'm never going to reach my full potential yeah. And a lot of the time we stay in a place We outgrow it We physically feel too big for the space But we refuse to leave it You know those childhood friends That you're like But Bob and I are, and have known each other since six He's a nice guy oh. like, I, I do that to myself a lot right. I'm like but He's a nice guy I don't want to be How that am I going to justify you know, That I'm just like I'm not talking to this person <laughs> anymore and I know that every time we get together, it's pity party time. Uh, and we're going to just get involved. And every in time they call behavior. your phone, your, your heart actually sinks to the bottom yeah, of your soul. And you're like, but you know, I don't want to be, actually what it is, I just don't want to be an asshole. No. You know, because he was there for me. You no. Know, when I was going through my hardest no. time. If I could call Bob at 12 midnight and say, dude, I'm going through something. I need a drink. You want to join me? He'd be like, yeah. And I'm Bob will roll out of bed. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm actually at your door. I, mean, I was waiting outside <laughs> with a bottle. <laughs> Whiskey or gin this time, you know? And you're like, now, now that I'm getting my life together, yeah. now I'm like leaving Bob. And he was like, if I was thrown out of the house, Bob was there, man. He would like let me stay at his place. And then what would we do at his place? We'd like be drinking. And then, yeah, and now I'm like, I'm trying to live a better And now life. you're too good for Bob. Now you're too good no, for Bob. No, but you know what the problem is? And I... I suffer from incredible guilt and guilt gives me anxiety because I'm always like, shut if you know, this person or whatever. But then I've had to start really 
assessing the situation and I've been like, you know what? It's not like during this duration of the friendship, I did not give back to this person. It was a, you know, it was a mutual relationship. Mm. And now that we've outgrown each other, it's only fair that we let each other go because Mm. sometimes friends or relationships from our past keep us back because the person doesn't want to see you outgrow that stage of your life. And all of us are constantly growing. And if that person, every time you're with them, they want to take you back. Like the only thing you guys talk about is high school or primary school or, you know, constantly in the past or last week, last year, last, it's constantly backwards. Also, also talking about the pain, right? Yes, constantly. And always like uh, coming back to the negative things in oh life. Oh my goodness. Like the, the, that, that person Remember when understand. that person hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. when. And some people I found that were actually in my life. I mean, I was dating someone. Um, we both know he tried to run me off the highway. And um, <laughs> I <User>. got <laughs> a little bit. Um, but he can't even speak. English. I don't know what the hell you I was doing. Do an Instagram post that. I should be like, remember? <laughs> two years ago, this happened. I'm celebrating. You know how famous I, you know how famous I'd be if I did that. <laughs> but thank God, I want to get famous depends, the right way. Depends how famous he is. Actually. He is actually kind of. <laughs> oh, okay. You right. know him. He used to. Um, but um, yeah. So I mean, we drink I, together. Probably. <laughs> no, actually, he doesn't drink, which means he's got other issues. Oh, okay. But anyway. <laughs> I'm done dumping on the poor dude. Yes, um, <laughs> but yes. So when I dated him, um, a lot of he actually came with a lot of friends because people were like, "Oh my!" I was only 22 at the time, mm. and Which wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, four years, going for four years ago, uh-huh. and um, I was 22 at the time. He was 34. He was 34. I was 22. He had had a really prominent career and a really great career. People loved him and respected him. And when we started dating, I got a lot of new friends, right? Mm. And because I'm very naive, like I'm very accept, well, I was very naive. I was very mm. accepting of everyone that would like, you know, come into my space and just be kind to me. And these women were just constantly, we'd be speaking about our, my relationship. Like none of them wanted to disclose what's happening with them, but it was constantly about me. And obviously I'm learning all of this looking back, but everything was like, Oh my gosh, you know, is he doing this for you? Is he doing that? Oh, he loves my estate. He does this. He does that. He does this, he does. And, I, and then I realized that wait, the only time we speak, the only time you guys call me every single day to check up on me, quote unquote, but you don't actually yeah. ask me about anything other than this individual. Mm. Then this guy sat me down and said, You know, your friends are a little shady. Like they're trying to get with me. And I used to be like, Oh, you think you're so, you're so yeah, full you of yourself. You're, just because you. you're, you're hot and famous and rich. <laughs> like, don't think every woman is trying to be with you, okay? I mean, I didn't even know who you were when Look we started you started dating. With your six, six pack. <laughs> So what? There's a communication barrier. You yeah. know, we make it work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you look beautiful. You don't have to talk. Shut up and just stand over there naked. Okay. And um, so, I mean, and he warned me. And I mean, our relationship came to an end pretty, um, yeah. Abruptly. A, it came yeah. to an end in a very dramatic way. He wanted way. you out his car while the car was moving. Something like that. Okay. And um, <laughs> it sounds so abusive. He wasn't as abusive. He just tried to run me off the highway. But yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, it's, just it's another day in yeah. the life of Candace. <laughs> and... <laughs> So and bad. Yeah, but you know, we were both hurt at the time. And mm. I think when he left my life, these women left my life as well. They started becoming protective about their boyfriends and their husbands. And all of a sudden, I wasn't like flavor of the month. I was the uh, woman yeah. who you was the trying, I, who was trying to, yeah. you know, encroach on their territory. And I realized that they gave me a hard lesson. But I was like, if people don't, you know, if they're not good to me and if they're not there for authentic reasons, I don't want them in my life. And 
I started really prioritizing my own feelings and saying, but I matter. You know, if, if I care about myself, then I can't allow people to treat me in this way. And I think that's when you really start to realize that, you know, friendships aren't like marriages. You don't have to sign a divorce contract to leave a friendship. Oh, okay. You I can just that. like, you can just be like, look, this is not working for me and you can move on. And yeah. it's not even as hard as a breakup, right? A romantic breakup. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't understand. I uh, broke up with a friend recently. Oh, tell us more. She didn't take it very well, you know. Oh, I mean, female I, friend, of course yeah, she didn't. I, I, I kind of like explain, like <laughs> I'm moving on, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping. I, I think maybe I was too vague. I should have said I'm stepping away from you, but I was like I'm stepping away from people and places that are not good for my growth and that are not good for me. Was it a platonic um, friendship? Was it a platonic? Friendship? Yes. Or did she? Was she aware that you had no romantic interest in her? I, I, I would hope so. You know, I mean, like it was. It's very difficult. Work, it's very I mean? difficult. And then. This person like just didn't get the message and they kept calling and stuff and you know when you're like but I've said this so I'm not gonna pick up the phone and have to tell you to your face mm. and then my mom gets a WhatsApp in fact my mom oh. gets a call and a WhatsApp message Ooh. so now my parents sit me down like we're just concerned because your friend you know she she was so hurt and stuff. she's going through a breakdown and I had to explain it to them I had to break it down and they were like oh. Sh- what? She didn't Are you what? sure she didn't fall though? Because I think that's the biggest problem with platonic relationships, right? A lot of the time, women, we in control of the platonic friendship a lot easier. But then as soon as the person we platonic friends with, sometimes, this has only happened sometimes, gets into a relationship or into a steady situation. Mm-hmm. We're like, but wait a minute. I thought I was waiting but, for you to get Yeah, I was waiting for you. Right? Yeah. I suppose, <laughs> like, I thought there was a line here. Yeah. Like, how can this new chick just come and jump them? Because this is one person I could call at any time if I was having drama oh, no. in my in my last relationship. Oh, no. She was always prepared to help me out. Like, she was like. She was the crying shoulder. How dare you? Yeah. So how she dare was like, you? you even have a room at my house. Anytime you need to use a room, just come Is over. she in a relationship? Yes. Okay. Very much so. Okay. So, it, it, but but you know what? When you say this, I know, I know. I, you I, know deep yeah, down what I is know, happening. We, we always we always suppress on. our <laughs> intuition, right? Yeah. Because it's like you coming to me and I say, "This is my friend." Like you don't understand. He's like the greatest friend ever, and yeah. you're looking at him like he ain't no friend to you. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. just he's waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> For you <laughs> Patiently get, Yeah To, to lash her Yeah and to like close one eye Yeah just close that eye I don't know Close that eye <laughs> <laughs> Yes yeah. But we know intuition We so, know Yeah I, you know what My intuition always said So I guess that's why I got yeah, to probably. I'm like This new chapter in my life Because mm. you realize That also some friends Right mm-hmm. If you think about it They are, they add more drama To oh your life Oh my gosh Have you yeah. ever wondered Why when I'm with this friend And it's almost like everything There's goes to shit. There's always drama around this <laughs> yeah. friend. And when I'm not with this friend, like I realize... It's smooth sailing, man. This whole year I haven't been like... Close You've to never had a one anxiety attack. <laughs> but I haven't even had drama in my yeah. my, my, my romantic yeah. life, my family life. I'm just like drama free. You're good, yeah. And I'm like, I just like to keep it this way. That's mm. why you're not in my life. And then when you say to this person, I'd like to keep my life drama free by not having you in it, mm. that's when they get all dramatic and you realize, ah, ah. I there's see you. The drama. That's but where the drama. Why is from. it so hard for us as human beings to recognize this, right? It's mm-hmm. it's almost like when you're in a relationship or a situation or a friendship with someone toxic. It's like a, literally there's a veil over you. I think it's then built. eventually when you exactly because usually they trap you with emotional stuff, yeah. right? Like, yeah. oh no, I was left oh. and abandoned and this and this and this and you're the only person I have. And then you feel obligated to this individual and then next thing you know you're like, bloody hell. I'm never going to grow with this human being in my life. Who do you know? Exactly. Or it's the other way around where actually they were always there for you when you were going through tough times, right? But sometimes you get those friends, right? Yeah. Who only want to be there when the shit's going bad. When it's good, it's like, 
hmm, then they want to rehash all the bad stuff that happened to remind you. They always want to remind you of the bad stuff, right? And then you, you, you feel guilty. I know I do. I feel guilty. And I'm like, now that my life is really cool, how can I let go of these people who mm. are always there for me? But it's I think there's, there's a difference between someone being there for you and someone adding drama to your life. Because mm. I think that a good friend also has a line that they draw where they say, listen, guy, you know, at the moment, I think I'm also just trying to deal with my own stuff. I'll yeah. give you an example. Yes, please. When you have a friend who is always available to you, yeah. you know? Like person, you know when you pick up the call, if you were in prison, that is the person you would call just to pass the message to the others. You know Because not I mean? even your mother answered your phone that Exactly. Quick. Yeah. But I think to have a healthy friendship, you also have to get to a point where you're like, listen, right Boundaries. now I'm at work. I'm with my family. Boundaries. I am... I'm with my I'm wife a, I'm at yoga cool. Yeah I'm at yoga I'm at yoga So I, I really can't come And commiserate with you You know Can I come after yoga Yeah can I come after yoga Or, or maybe tomorrow breakfast Yeah like let's 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 do something positive tomorrow together Exactly You know mm. um, Then you know that that person Is probably a truer friend Than oh, I'm always here And she said what She did what Because oh sometimes gosh. they're living Vicariously through you Those are, right. Sometimes those are the friends Who like they they so a part of your existence that they too are kind of making the decisions with you and they and you kind of like you, it doesn't seem odd at the time until you look back and you're like this person is me in a different form yeah. like they're trying to live my life and then you, you notice know? that we never made positive decisions together ever. like ever. ever there was never a okay guys <laughs> looking like, back yeah, even there's like nothing I, I think we've had enough to drink now uh it's kind of late they always we the one that's like it's post some more <laughs> Awesome. You want to leave? Are you crazy? <laughs> Have another drink. You know yes. your wife is crazy. Yes. You don't want to go to that yes. house. Like, no, it's terrible. Right. Wow, you really sympathize. You get my right. story. Okay, I'll stay a little longer. That's the problem though. But that's you know. why for me, I've really cut it down. Like I've got five friends that I like that are my core friends, mm-hmm. and um. And those are my friends that I don't just call for any damn reason. But if I, if shit goes down, I know these are the people I can turn to. And mm. each of them individually, like, you know, I'll speak to them because I don't like group friends either. Like, yeah. I'm not a group friend person. We, we do not have group friends. Like, I am the middle man. When it's my birthday, we all come together. Then we all go our separate ways. Yeah, we are yeah, not yeah. doing this group friend thing because yeah. there's always drama in group friendships. There is, isn't there? So, like, I'll speak to, like, this friend and then this friend and this friend. And then I get different opinions on, like, okay, this is what I'm going through. What do you think? What do you think? And all of them always do it from such a positive place they're like mm. you know what you're going through pain you're going through heartbreak and it's okay you know feel the anger feel the grief feel this feel that and you're like oh thank you friend mm. then they're like okay but tomorrow no like cry today no you yeah. can cry all day today yeah. shit i'll stay on the phone while you cry yeah, damn it i'll drive tomorrow. over there and i will comfort you while you cry yeah. and we will burn pictures yeah. of this nigga yeah. but tomorrow yeah you are pulling your shit together and we're moving on for all of us you're right yeah and i think those that's so important to be the kind of friend that doesn't just always be like ah. Oh, Oh, yeah. shame He did what? Oh my god Oh no And then uh, three weeks cry. later You're still mm. crying No, mm. no girl uh-uh, It's time I understand time. it's painful no. <laughs> You know I'm like no Like no, I understand I it's understand. painful Yes But like I mean Let's revisit this in three months Get up <laughs> Get up girl Wash <laughs> Wash Put makeup on Wash Put on some clothes Like uh, face Look your good. day Face yeah. your life You know Go out there Rejoice Right Okay I'm trying to get Find a way for us to bring this to state capture. Oh my gosh. And I just can't. When people state capture your mind. <laughs> you know what? Because it's happening, eh? Human beings are as complex as this, what's happening, this web of state capture that we're oh. dealing with. You know, and uh, relationships. But, oh but gosh. for me, it's like, just when you think we've hit rock bottom, eh? No. Like when you think, okay, they took all the money from Prasa, no. from Sasa, from Eskom, 
from the department of this and that. They took everything. They took. It's like no, actually they they, they stole more. To they, they stole more than that. <laughs> they, they what you thought they stole, they stole even more. Yeah. I drove past the house in Saxon World yesterday. Oh, you did. Yeah, the like, Saxon World should be. In. The Saxon World. Should be. <laughs> I was like, yeah. For all the money that the state is is passing on, couldn't they just like renovate or or, or just like maintain the house? Because the wall has got cracks. It needs to be painted. It's uh, called going incognito. See, it's called going incognito. Like I, you I need to really could get be a little bit it. sharper and brighter. You know, they could cut the grass a little bit more. Um, <laughs> You, you, that's how you know that the group does never offered you a contract. Yeah, um, I think so. But you know, maybe I'm just jealous because they never offered me a contract. I'm not angry at at what people are doing. I'm just angry that I wasn't part of it. <laughs> how did how could you leave me? Do they you know me who out. I am? Don't they know who I am? <laughs> like, you could have made a, a fake movie. Oh my gosh! But you know what's crazy about it? Like you go onto one site, right? That tells you about what's happening, about state capture, about all these crazy things that are going on, and it leads you down this rabbit hole of just like this could be a movie. This does not feel real. Like this is so crazy. The web is so twisted. There's so many plot lines and plot twists so that you're people. like, you're like, oh my god, this cannot be real. I mean, the latest this thing that be the real. NPA is now part of it. So basically, that you know. If, if you've noticed that there aren't Some people are not being prosecuted for certain cases That they should be prosecuted for And some people are that they shouldn't be prosecuted for You're like oh okay now I crazy. get it you know Crazy I mean? And then like when you find out that the ESCOM thing You know that Brian Molefe actually They were load shedding on purpose It's yeah. like what? To drive prices up Because there's 3 billion rand missing Like from like the ESCOM money And you're like <laughs> And actually they gave Brian Molefe That 30 million by the way. If you're thinking That they were still Talking about it No he's got that 30 million He's living with it Okay but okay. the one thing You've got to love About the Guptas They come with cash in hand They, they don't like you assume They bring bearing gifts yeah. <laughs> they they, They're like the three wise men And yeah. they're like the three Indian brothers Yeah um, No they come like They come with the, ba- the money in hand like, They come with the money when in you, the bag when They you, don't say It's not hypothetical No it's for real <laughs> it's, it's So like, I mean Who can stand against that It's crazy I actually <laughs> Like I was even looking that there's a Gupta leaks website that it yeah like you know where everything you want to know about the Gupta yeah. and the files and the leaks it's on this website and when you find out that you know the hiring and rehiring of the finance minister and you know Praveen Gordon having to go along with Jonas and CBC Jonas it's like wait a minute like I just feel like I'm in a crime thriller and I don't want to discover I anything I don't want to read any deeply into I don't want to die I don't want to get a death threat I'm good this crime thriller is real. It's so real And people are actually being threatened I mean um, There's the lady Who's got the wild hair The afro hair um, Oh I can't, um, she, She's always in the parliament She's ma, so ma cute Makosi Kosi Makosi Kosa Yeah And she's been threatened She said that You know what they, they, They're giving me a month to live And they're saying that You know mm. In a month Should I not shut my mouth This is what's going to happen And I'm ready to die I'm ready to die for the truth And I'm like Girl you're better than me I'd be like I'm, Y'all I I'm, I'm going yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm going to an island. I'm going to marry like a little ticker bar man. And I think gonna the problem is because she didn't get any of the Gupta money, she can't really go to an island. It's a bit difficult. No, I'm not. Have, I'm not saying you're going to own out. an island. I said you're going to marry a man who owns a ticker bar on an island. Oh, okay. She's a woman. She can make it work. She can make it happen. Eh? Like, <laughs> like, come on, girl. Make it happen. <laughs> I'm like, this one time. This but, one time. But it's, it's, it's crazy what's going on in South Africa at the moment. And, and I always say it's the most interesting country to live in because every week... There's something that's going to happen You know Like don't worry Like I'm at a point where I'm like I don't mind what they say Because people will write stuff about me Right In the press and stuff I'm like Just give it a week The Guptas will do something (laughs) more crazy Just everybody calm down It's okay Right Yeah Like just 
just it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Like, I'll, I'll accept it. After five days' time, no one will remember my stuff like, because we're talking about the group. Then. Because you don't even like. I look at it and I'm like, I'm not even into celeb news. Like I'm just like I'm just waiting for the drama that's constantly unfolding in Parliament. I'm like. Celebs we, have got nothing on the group. We are in some Bonang shit. and AKA have nothing, got nothing, 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 nothing. Like no one's got. You know how fucked up you've got to be. You've got to literally kill someone in order to be able to be a bigger deal than the group that yeah, leads. At the moment. And you've got and to kill someone so prominent. Yeah. Like it would have to be someone associated with the group that leads. You've at got to be moment, like assassin. It like, probably wouldn't last more than seven days because there'd be another group that leads that would make it like you didn't know that this happened <sighs> while you were away, while you were figuring out why Candace killed. <laughs> Uh, Whoever Yeah Balek Ambete This is what happened But can I ask you something Do you mm. feel like Because there's so much Information overload And there's so much happening it's that it's, much. it's almost like It starts to desensitize you To actually I'm the reality I'm a little bit numb to it Right At the moment I'm just like Like I'm just out there I'm Living like, my life What do you want me To do about it now Right Because if I If, if this If I keep being Emotional about every single story. You're gonna die early. I'm gonna like, that's gonna be, be a very early. But so that's I'm just like, the thing. okay, whatever. It's a new thing. Okay. Uh, what, okay and whatever. it's actually, in this political climate is affecting my money. Okay. Because people don't want me to speak about forgiveness now because, well, they yeah, like, you know, at the moment we're like, we, we're a little angry yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. You don't want to hear about forgiveness. What are, you, what are we gonna do about Zuma? But what, okay. see, if, if someone asks you, like, what are we gonna do about racism? What are we gonna do about the current political climate? What do you think we're gonna do? Like I don't know. I'm like stumped. I'm stumped. I'm stuck because all my good ideas seem to not have worked. Okay, what are you good um, ideas? Well, here's one thing I think we should do. You know, I think that the law should really work better. You know, oh, um, yeah. I think, for example, things like a lot of the the, the violent racial crimes. Mm-hmm. If we saw that the law will come and get you, and you will go to jail, and you will be punished. At least there'll be a sense of justice, but sometimes we don't. If even we have clamp that down sense. harder, yeah. Um, and I'm, what, by clamping down harder, I don't necessarily mean like uh, we have to give people harder punishments and we have to be like a, a, a military state. But just when you do something wrong, there's there's something's going to happen in return. A, pro- a proper the ramification. State, yeah, yeah, proper. You know, uh, number one, number that, that that that's that's with that. Number two, I, I also just think that. Um, we need to prosecute corruption Otherwise we feel like we're helpless So mm. when people feel that they're helpless They do helpless things So they, they, mm. they, they react with more anger They, mm. they, they react more violently mm. there's, there's violent protests Instead of a petition You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think we need to see that, that sort of thing happening I think that's what's happening right now I think people just feel like they're not being heard You know mm. like I mean and this is also of no And this kills me Remember when we had the whole protest Zoo mamas go Zuma must go. Zuma must go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to forget our anthem. Um, mm. We had that whole thing, and almost like overnight, as quick as it happened, it disappeared. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the fickle nature of the middle class. I you suppose. know, we get comfortable really quickly, and we kind of we we don't see things through. Like, I mean, if that had happened continuously for a couple of days, I mean, mm. this country would have become ungovernable, and change would have had to occur. Maybe, but it possibly. Possibly. But here's the thing, right? I think that also um, the problem is, oh, and I had it so well framed, but we are overwhelmed by the problems that come up. You think it's just, if we just get rid of Zuma, everything will be fine. Then you realize, but it's not just Zuma. Yeah. There's more, you know what I mean? And then there's this other guy as well. So what am I going to do? I would say that this is not about changing regimes, not changing who the leader is. It's a hard condition. We all have to get to a point where 
actually, you know what? As people, as human beings in South Africa, our hearts need to change. We, mm. we have to, the way we treat each other, oh the way God. we think about our own success and how we're going to get it, if that doesn't change, then we'll always have a problem. Be kind, people. Be kind. Yeah, I so think that's the number one thing. If I had to tell my 20-year-old self something about what's going to happen in the future, it's just always err on the side of having been kinder than trying, mm. to, get, than trying to get your own back. Every time you it. try to get your own back, it just leads to more problems. I love it. I think that is exactly where I would go with that as well. I'd say, you know, always be kind. No. Always be kind. And I'd probably say something like sit down. And be humble. Bye. This is cliffcentral.com.